You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. To hear the rest of this week's show, exclusive episodes, and more, subscribe today at patreon.com slash crspodcast or clockradiospeakers.com. What's going on, everybody? I just realized that that pre-show was very, very long. So if you are on our Patreon, like, you just got a treat and a half. And if you're not on our Patreon, you should be. But what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. Uh, I'm your co-host, Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all social media at Armand Wake Up, A-R-M-O-N-D, Wake Up, all one word. More important than that, please, please, please follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast, clockradiospeakers.com. Uh, home of all should we should be at 400 by now right we're getting close we're getting close where are we at i'm pulling up three okay so this is 392 wow um so we need to start figuring out what we're gonna do for 400 um all previous 391 episodes are available on clockradiospeakers.com as well as everywhere you get for you get your podcast except for you know where and you know why and uh that that ominous voice behind me that that you know, help me figure out how many episodes we have. It means that Doc is here. Uh, Doc, what's up, man? <sighs> oh, man. Uh, things are good. Mostly, mostly speaking. You know, I'm like, I, I made the mistake of, you ever go out for like a morning? Because you've been, you've been getting back into running, right? Mm-hmm. Went out for a morning run. It's kind of like going through the motions because my body was still waking up. Tripped on some, on some uneven concrete. Ooh. Just like tore up my my the palms of my hands, my shoulders oh, you, all oh, you, messed up, my back oh, all ate, messed up. You ate the you ate oh, the ground. Ate it hard. Ate it. Oh hard. wow. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So it's been an adventure the last couple of days, but you know what? Everything's good, man. What? <laughs> everything's good. Uh, what's sure. up, everybody? You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at, at doc underscore. I can't speak today. At doc underscore beats. S not a Z. Like our mindset, just follow the show, clockreadyspeakers.com, at CRS Podcast, and all the places, except we're not on TikTok, because that is not really, it's not really our, our thing. Here's the problem. Yeah. So I've been trying to, so I've been looking into TikTok and Twitch. Yep. Right? So got accounts there, just been kind of perusing the streets. Now, Twitch could be something that we look into, but TikTok is bad because we do not get our points across in under 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not going to happen. So. Yeah, but you know, you could you could jump into one of these like challenges on TikTok, get your bars off. That, that could yeah, work I mean, I did that. I saw that one, it, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool. I'm getting back into writing, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just trying to find my voice again. Uh you know, family and a newborn and all that good stuff. That'll 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 push you to to do something. Um, I shouldn't say that in a negative context because I mean that in the most beautiful context possible. Yeah. But yeah, just getting back into into finding my voice, man. I probably should say it for the Patreon, but man, things are coming. Things things are definitely. I'm not talking about like projects or anything like that, but I'm just I'm just I'm figuring some things out, just creatively, and it's it's I'm I'm appreciating the process, but you know. We can we can deep dive on the Patreon for that one day. But um, on the Patreon, speaking of, and I mentioned yeah. the hour, we we talked about verses at length. So if you want to hear our takes on Bow Wow versus Soldier Boy and these hypothetical, uh, oh, we also recapped Trina versus Eve, even though we didn't watch it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we talked about we also, it at a high level, you know. Yeah, for sure. We we macroed it absolutely. Um, but. If you want to hear us talk about these hypothetical matchups that have been getting passed around the Twitter streets, uh, Nori versus Benny Siegel, 
and uh, Lil' Kim versus Nicki Minaj. Uh, you can sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com slash CRS podcast. And um, yeah. So, Good times. Yeah. So if you are a member of our Patreon, then uh, you got a uh, last week, you got a special episode where last week on Friday, Armand and I jumped on Twitter spaces. We talked yeah. about our definitive three from reasonable doubt. Yeah. And you know, not everybody could, could tune in at that time, which is fine. Another bonus you get on the Patreon, but enough, enough shilling for the Patreon. We appreciate it. No, go to the Patreon. No, go to the Patreon. I'm going to shill. <laughs> nah, we were to shill away. Go to the, go to the Patreon, subscribe to it. That was, that was a really good time. Uh, I'm just so busy that like, it just so happened that three was like literally the only time that wasn't the best time to do that. But I'm, I'm thinking about like, do we could do those? We could do those super quick yeah. for like anniversaries, and there's other things that we talked about offline, uh, other platforms that we could, you know, we could explore. Um, because you know, podcasting is it's expanding in different ways to where this, you know, this doesn't have to be like the only format that we, you know, shoot the breeze. That's right. So we'll we'll see. Stay tuned. Stay so, tuned. So what? Go ahead. <laughs> What are we talking about today? We are talking about a, an album from somebody who has now gotten on a pretty consistent two-year cycle, who 10 years ago had a, had a whole different kind of reputation, but has turned himself into an upper echelon artist, right? I think he's, yeah. he's, he's there. He's, he's a Grammy Award winner. Yep. And, you know, we got a brand new album from, from Tyler, the Creator. Yep. Um, last time we chatted, we were talking about, uh, Lumberjack because that had just come out. Mm -hmm. That was the first single, if you want to call it that. Although the way that this all, like he put out so many like little visuals and little snippets and things from the project, they're not really traditional singles, which kind of makes sense. For sure. Because we've talked about this before, but in this era of streaming, what you do is you just wait to see like what gets the most push. Like, what do people latch on to the first, when those first streaming numbers come back in, and then you push that <laughs> mm -hmm. instead yep. of guessing. Um, yep. But he put out a bunch of little visuals. He keeps putting some more out. Like, he put out Corso, I think, uh, the other day. Yesterday, yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and here we are. You know, it wasn't a very long buildup. There was not some, you know, like, three months in advance he's teasing. Like, we knew he was working because he, you know, he he'll occasionally post little snippets of him in the studio or whatever. But, like... Billboards went up. We got Lumberjack. Then we got What's Your Name. We got side street, little side street snippet. We got a video for Juggernaut. Like it just boom, 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 boom. Kind of all came. Yep. And here we are. Here we are. Call me if you get lost. Yeah. These short, these short um, uh, rollouts are really good for this era um, of music. You know, Cole recently had a, a short rollout and that was very successful as well. Um, so, you know. There's so much going on. People forget if you say your album's coming out is June and or July by the time this episode comes out, um, and your album comes out in September, like you're not gonna get a hold of people like that, like that. Because mm. um, Cole did the same thing. Cole put out a bunch of visuals, um, played for a basketball team, <laughs> <laughs> put out a documentary, and you know, the music came with it, and and it was successful. It seems like that's. That's the uh, that's the wave. I'm sure the youths are definitely doing that. You know, I I don't know. I don't I don't know how uh, Baby and Dirk, uh, how their project rolled out. But I wouldn't be surprised if that was quick, too. 
Yeah, I mean, what just, like folks like Drake are kind of the exception now, almost, right? Certified Lover <sighs> Boy is starting to take on a, a Carter Four kind of a feeling, almost. Drake, Drake is. He's not in trouble. No, he's not in trouble. But you know, people are. I don't want to say concerned. I don't know the right word, but I think people are anticipating because it's Drake, whereas it's not necessarily the anticipation is coming from great music. I mean, did you hear that record I sent you today? I did. That's I did. It. That's uh, we're talking about. Um, it's Brent Fires with Drake, produced by the Neptunes. So that record is officially. I I literally just scrolled through my my Instagram and Drake posted the cover. So yeah, that's official. You know, so yeah, that's official. That's not a leak. And I'm hoping the version that I heard was not like mixed and mastered because it's a yeah, little that funky. Was the first in that. takeaway, yeah. But that um, first takeaway. I heard that and I was like, oh yeah, it was okay. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it, it was, felt it, was, it felt very much like a Neptune's R and B record from 15 years ago. It's very interesting that the Neptunes are in this bag because I'm I'm also thinking about Hit Different, you know. So they're producing these these uh, these R and B records with these. Uh, I would say Scissors are upper tier R and B. Yeah, oh for sure, twenty one for sure. Um, and Brent Fire seems to be the next guy. Yeah, I feel he like he's be- he's because he's been putting out tons of records. I'm a I've become a big Brent Fire fan over the past six months. Mm-hmm. So I'm. Yeah, I feel like he's one of these records will pop, and then you know he'll be out. He'll be out of here. Yeah, we'll 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 see. We'll talk about Brent in a second. Yeah. Mm. Um. But yeah, um, the record the record's cool. It it might work. What was interesting about Drake's verse is that it was really wordy. He was like really rapidly rapping. Everybody's rapidly rapping now. They are. They are. Including your man Tyler. And who did he thank for that? The one and only West Side Gun. Yes, he did. Trying to tell y'all. Trying to tell y'all. I just saw. I just saw that. Um. Uh. They've been talking to Snoop about doing a record. Snoop on like Derringer. <laughs> well, you know what? No, 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 no. I take that back. Because remember, Snoop was working with Alchemist in the mid two thousands. Yeah, you know, if it's a if it's a certain kind of record, like if it's not the super slow ominous, but if it's, I mean, ironically, a record like. You know, Michael Irvin, which is sampled on the first track, which we're talking about in a second with that Tyler record. Like, I could kind of maybe see that. Snoop's been rapping for 30 years. Like, Snoop can rap on anything at this point. So he before, before we get to the track by track, so Tyler, uh, so this album is projected to do 185K the first week. Mm-hmm. With roughly 40 of that being physical. Okay. Uh, Igor did 165 the first week with 75 in sales. Yeah, I I saw like the the uptick. There was a slight dip between I think Wolf and Cherry Bomb. I want to yeah. say, but Cherry Bomb the Igor doubled. I'm sorry, Cherry Bomb the Flower, Flower Boy, Boy doubled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. now he's been. I I almost would have thought that the numbers would be higher, but I have a theory why. We'll get there. Okay. Um. Before we so before we go track by track, is there anything else you want to mention to kind of set the stage for for what's going on here? Um, did you see Tyler is doing shows? I saw that he did a like pop-up show kind of in LA basically. Yeah. So he was telling people to sign up to his mailing list and people were getting text messages about yeah. a free show. He did one in LA last night and he's doing one in Texas tonight. He's doing one in Texas tonight. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yep. So the, the videos that I saw in LA 
it was a very small stage. It looked like a cafeteria at a high school. <laughs> it was a very small stage. But Drake was there, I saw. So, you know, I'm just wait, I'm waiting on I'm waiting on the tour. Cole announced his tour. I meant to talk about that when we talked about the rollout, but I'm definitely going to see both of these guys when they tour. 100 percent Oh, you're gonna go see so, Cole? Yeah. If he I mean, if he makes it to to Columbus, I'm not traveling to go see him, but let's see, where I, is he going? Know, he, I think he's in he's probably in Cleveland. He's definitely in Detroit. That's typically what happens. Yeah, because when he's going to be in my neck of the woods, I'm going to be passport doc overseas. So mm-hmm. he's coming to, nah, man, he's he's coming to Detroit. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> he's, you know, honestly, it's only 21 shows. It's really not a lot. He's got room but, to squeeze more in, but he's not. I mean, it's actually really quick. Like he's only he's before because the end of the the end of the of this of the tour is a couple festivals, but like in terms of actual like non-festival shows, he's not even on tour for a full month. Yeah. I, but I think given, you know, America, the world opening back up, America opening back up, like you, I wouldn't want to book 60 dates. I mean, some folks know? are doing a little bit more for sure. Um, oh, for, <laughs> some people need to do, do more. So they like, give me all, I, who was that? Was that, uh, it was either the weekend or it was, um, the weekend's playing everywhere. Uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Bad Bunny. I he, Bad Bunny's doing three hundred dates in a hundred days. <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah, man. Well, Lil Baby and let's see, Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. What's their? Yeah, they're, they're playing, doing. A t- they're playing a they're, lot of places. Yeah. Uh, a little. I'd say a little bit more. Like, I mean, they're doing two shows within driving distance of me, but I'm not. I'm. Not, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, that I don't think that I don't think that's your bag. <laughs> you don't think I want to go see Little Baby and uh, Little Dirt? No, man. My my fourteen year old nephew apparently is like a Little Baby fan, and I'm like, oh man, I'm I would be like the old guy taking his nephew to the show. Yep, yep. You you've become that guy, man. Baby, you, you like, know what? He's playing in Hartford the Friday of Labor Day weekend. I should I should see if he wants to <laughs> I'd be like, I'll take you. Baby's got look. Baby got the streets, man. Baby is like really that guy right now. It's very, very, very interesting. Um, did you see the the? Oh, what was that? I forgot what he said. It was Lil Duval. He made a point where he said, um, he said the baby is this generation's ludicrous. Mm, and he a, said, oh, yeah. oh no, yeah, the he ba- said, yeah. He said Lil. He said baby is. Oh, he said Lil baby is Jeezy. I don't know about that, but I, the baby and Luda, and Luda, I mean, I kind of get that. It, I mean, that's like, yeah, I think on the surface, when you start, yeah. when you start digging deep, I don't think that holds much right. merit, but I, I, I understand it. Like the sure. videos and the personality and all that stuff. Um, but I mean, Lil Baby and Jeezy, when you talk about in 05, 06, Jeezy was everywhere, like from, from the streets perspective. And this year, Baby is every little baby is everywhere, um, and the type of hold that both of those artists have, like you can't you can't compare the audiences because you know Jeezy didn't have things like social media, and they have TikTok back then. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So his audience was very much like centered. It was very urban, for lack of a better term. Whereas Baby, though he has you know a very street oriented audience, he's still able to go viral. You know, with you know like little white teenagers doing dances to his music. Like it, that's just, just part of access is where we are right now. 
So I I don't I don't disagree with that. It makes it makes sense. I would want to hear him explain it though. All right. I don't know. You ready to talk, Tyler? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Track one, Sir Baudelaire. Am I getting that right? Yeah, because he he called yeah, yeah Tyler Baudelaire. Yeah, drama. Baudelaire. Yeah. yeah, Baudelaire. All right. So this samples. I mean, it's basically it is the same. It's just loops. Uh, it's the beat to West Side Guns, Michael Irvin. Mm-hmm. Which conductor Williams. Which is an interesting opener to a project like this, and but I think to me, kind of really sets off the gangster grills concept he's going for. Like he's rapping on someone else's beat. That's a great point. I didn't think about that, but yes, you're right. You're right, and I, I appreciate the fact that he's giving Gun his flowers. He's saying like Gun made me want to rap. They worked on Pray for Paris together, so you know what I'm saying. So they have that relationship there. Uh, so it it made sense. It was very interesting. Like you could have got other beats, but that makes right. sense. I didn't think about yeah, I'm gonna rap over somebody else's beat. So all right, cool. How do you feel about this record? Uh, I mean, don't wait to start the project. Um, once I was kind of once I got over like, oh, he's rapping over, you know, yeah. Michael Irvin. Tyler's rapping. Drama's on 10. Um, he, he is. Drama's on 10 this whole project. We're going to get to one song where his ad-libs. See, Ty, it's funny. Drama's ad-libs, they, like a lot of these kids, I've, I've been seeing a lot of pushback on drama, which is crazy. Well, but the I also don't get that they're not from that era, so they don't understand it. But there's only one song where his ad-libs get really funny. Um, for me, I, I mean, my problem was like, I was, I think, yes, like we had most of the Gangster Grills authentic ad libs and, and, and sound clips, but first of all, I didn't hear a single trendsetters. I mean, but uh, no trendsetters, no Gangster Grizzles, oh, no, no dramatic. There's, there's a Gangster, there's Gangster Grizzles all over this project. Is it? Oh, yeah, it's a couple of different tripping? times. No dramatic, no canon. Oh, I mean, it's not, but you know, yeah, I'm surprised canon didn't get on there. There was, <laughs> I went back and I just, I went on like a Gangsta Grills tear this week. I was listening to all types of Gangsta Grills. Um, I forgot that like when drama was too busy, they would get like Cannon to do tapes. Yeah. <laughs> Cannon was probably a little cheaper. Um, I just forgot about that. That was funny. But Sir Baudelaire is, uh, is dope. It's dope. Good way to start the album for sure. And then we go right into Corso where... <sighs> So these a lot of these songs are short, right? But with Corso, there's a lot going on with this beat, even though couple, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it initially. He, I mean, what's funny is, is I believe Corso has three verses. I believe he's short verses, but yeah, yeah. I mean, no, there's. I think it's a sixteen, an eight, and a sixteen. I think this or a twelve or something. Yeah, where these songs still feel short, but I'm like, yo, these this is the third because there's there's a lot going on in a few of the the records. We'll get there. Um, it we're. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, like, to me, this beat is like it's just really like it's like it's just hard and dark initially, but then you get that yeah. key change, and then he brings in that that what I used to think of as a Neptune synth, but which is now just the Tyler synth, right? Mm-hmm. And then we get another key change, and then in the third verse, the beat evolves even more. Mm-hmm. And Tyler's yep. rapping. Tyler is rapping. Tyler clearly so themes with this album lyrically. Um, Tyler's been traveling a lot. Oh yeah. Tyler wants to buy a boat. <laughs> That's good. When you when you have enough money not just to buy a boat, but to not care about how much maintaining that boat is gonna cost you. Yeah. That's when you have money. For it's sure. A good, that's a good benchmark. 
good place to be for sure. Yeah, he's rapping on this. It's really out the gate. This was my favorite song, like on first listen. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah, out the gate, I was like, "Oh, this is amazing." Um, I love the way again your intro into your track too. Those things matter. So no drums, uh, slower tempo, very like melancholy, even though with a little bit of aggression. And then you make that left turn. Those drums are crazy. That sample is crazy. The way that the beat builds up. Um, it's not my favorite buildup on the album, but I like this buildup. There's a lot of buildups on this album. Yeah, there are. There are one in particular is amazing, and we'll we'll get there. Absolutely love. But yeah, Corso's fire. I love Corso. Corso's fire. He's really notably, like, on this entire project, and especially with the way I would say the first, I mean, the, really the first whole section. But like between the fact that he led in terms of songs with Lumberjack with promo before the album, this opening run of the album, like he is very notably. It's almost like he's like, hey, you want to give me best rap, rest at, best rap album for Igor? I, I'll give you a rap album. You want to rap? We can rap. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting that it's the perfect thing for him to do. We talk about, we've talked about Macklemore. We've talked about Kendrick. Like when you achieve this high level of success, what is your next move? Yeah. Um, and Igor, so my son is a huge Tyler fan, just out the blue. Yeah. But my son is also... Uh, in the choir, in his school, he loves to sing. So the melodies that Tyler is producing, he's just walking around the house all the time, singing lots of songs off of Igor. Um, so there's that. But then as I'm riding around with him listening to this album, there's not as much of that. There's a lot of rapping, which may be jarring for some people, but in a way it's a return, but it's also an evolution. Oh yeah, because he's not rapping. He's not rapping like a, a an angsty sixteen year old kid like he was on his earlier stuff. No, he's he's in full like technical command as a rapper at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's oh, go ahead. No, 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 got it, got it. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I mean like he's he's messing around with the flow. Mm-hmm. He he he'll, he's all over this album. You know, he takes you from high to low all within the same song. He's mm-hmm. doing whatever he wants now. I get how for some of his fans, especially if you got into Tyler because of Igor, you press play on this and you're like, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, my, one of my critiques of Tyler on these last two albums is, is that his raps were getting in the way of the music. Yeah. Where like the music was so good. The melodies were so good. I don't want to hear you rap. Mm. Um, whereas on this project, the melodies are good. The music is good. But like the rapping is drawing me in because technically it's good. And then also what you're rapping about is really interesting. So, you know, it's, it's just been really interesting to watch him evolve as an artist. And in this, the focus of his evolution isn't necessarily as much on the production, but it's definitely on him as an MC. Well, and then you get a record like Lemonhead mm-hmm. with 42 Doug. And I got to say, I was not expecting what to me sound like straight up 2006 like Atlanta horns. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, opening up on a Tyler record. Um I think 42 Doug is fine. It's fine. Tyler does a good job and we're going to talk about this on the next song yeah. where he is clearly fans of of artists and yeah. he gets them he gets them on stuff that they normally wouldn't rap on. Yeah. So he didn't get a 42 Doug type beat. Oh, not at all. He's bringing he's bringing them on. into his world. Mhm. Cuz he did the same thing with uh Cardi on Igor. Yeah. 
Playboy Cardi, not Cardi B. Yeah. Just for clarification. Cardi B and Tyler on a record would be really interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> very, very interesting. Look, we're never getting that. We're never getting Cardi's second album. You don't think so? I mean, of course we we will. We I mean, will, but we're not. She's pregnant again. That's what I'm saying. She's pregnant again. And I'm not saying that like, oh, she's pregnant. She can't. Like, no, you can absolutely. Like, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying yeah. is, is like, clearly, like, when you're in family mode and you popping out babies and like, I ain't putting out no music. yeah. So, yeah, man. She's supposed to host. The rumor is that she was supposed to host SummerSlam this year. Well, she's not hosting it this year. She's not hosting SummerSlam this year. It's not going to happen. How do you feel about Lemonhead? I like Lemonhead. It wasn't my favorite because I'm not expecting Tyler to rap on these beats, these yeah. types of beats. But uh, on the when I listen to it in full, you know, I like it. I like it. It's not my favorite, but I like it. I like Doug on here. Um, yeah, record is cool. Reggae's cool. It's def. This is definitely gonna go go live because, of course, I'm thinking that seeing him in concert. Sure. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna go. This is cool. This is cool. It's a good solid record. Yeah, I think it's to me. It's it's just all right, but it kind of almost adds to the fact that this opening run really does make you feel like you've kind of stumbled on a on a random gangsta girls mixtape from like 2007. Mm. Yeah, because it's like all over the place, right? It's a, it's a little all over the place because then, you know, after, you know, Tyler loves to have little intros and outros. So, like, even at the end of this, right, you get the separate outro with Frank Ocean just talking. That's his mm-hmm. only guest appearance on this album is he's he's talking about a very expensive bowl that you can buy or something. It's <laughs> yeah, Right, right. And then we go right into What's Your Name? What's Your Name? With uh, yep. Young Boy Never Broke Again and Ty Dolla. Yep. That H-Town First sample's of, perfect, man. That H-Town sample is nuts. Uh, and he didn't do anything to it. All he did was filter the baseline a little more and and pitch it up. Yeah, that's all he had to do. It made me go back and listen to the H Town record. And again, I'm not. I was never like the biggest H Town fan. My wife is a big H Town fan, but I'm like, why didn't you ever play me this song? But but nobody listened to H Town's second album. I'm sure there's probably some gems on there. But yeah, this sample is crazy. This record is crazy. I love this record. My daughter loves this record. Um, yeah. I, I told I'm, I'm in this place where like I play stuff for the kids and I like I just watch them mm. and then I always I'll just hear you know I'll be driving and I'll play them a record like I play what's your name for my daughter and I'm just looking out the corner of my eye and I'm watching them do like a little head nod I was like okay you know dropped her off at you know dropped her off or whatever she did what she did she came she comes home and then she's in the shower and I hear it playing out the bathroom I'm like okay here we go that's what it is. I still got it. <laughs> I still got it. But no, this record is dope. This record is really dope. And I'm actually surprised that I like Youngboy on this record. Yeah, he kind of fits. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly. I think he's good, but I mean, I don't know. To me, Tyler and the sample kind of carry this. But again, this is a very short song. This song is like two minutes long. It should be. You could do a third verse. Nah. You don't think so? I mean, you could, but he didn't need to. I mean, this, this, it, this opening run is like racing along. That's where we are nowadays. I know. Like songs are literally, songs are a long verse and a hook. Like songs are a minute and a half. Songs yeah. are a minute, minute 50. Like that's where we are now. I mean, and then we go right into another short song with Lumberjack. Yep. Which we already talked about. Yep. Yep. Lumberjack is fire. The uh, Gravedigger sample is dope. Like, man, what was Tyler listening to? Second H Town second album, nobody's listening to the Grave Diggers. Yeah, or thinking of listening to Grave Diggers, but 
There's another record. We'll get there, but there's another record that Tyler finds the oh, rap over, and I'm like, yeah. What? There's another sample on here. I'm like, really? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, really in a good way or really in like well, a. Well, we'll talk about it. Okay. All right. But no, I mean, like, but be, you know, between him not doing a whole lot to that H Town sample and him doing almost nothing to this Gravediggers loop except speeding it up a bit. Mm-hmm. Again, it's that mixtape feel. He might as well be rapping just like these might as well just be like freestyles almost, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, read, I read an interview with Drama where, and it seems super obvious, and it's just, you know, thinking about it now, but how Tyler talked about how like the gangster girls that inspired him the most was the Pharrell one. Of course. Of course. Of course. Which has Lavish at the end of it, which I totally forgot about. It does. Oh, Lavish. Great. Amazing record. Amazing record. And I have to say this, guys. Time has been very good to that Pharrell Gangsta Grills because when that came out, nobody wanted that. Nobody was taking Pharrell serious as a rapidy rapper and nobody wanted Pharrell over other people's beats. It was just the truth. I just mm. remember that being the feedback. But time has been very, very good to that project. And it's nowhere in, in it's, it's going to be um, held in a high regard compared to how it was when it originally came out. Do you remember that? Am I tripping? Uh, I don't know if it was that bad. It wasn't like it didn't get it didn't get destroyed, but it wasn't like this. People wanted the nep like people wanted the Neptunes. People were very like people wanted a Pharrell project, but I think they wanted like a like a Neptunes. I don't know if they they wanted like a Neptunes album. They didn't want Pharrell to be like rap. Like Pharrell was really trying to rap. Oh, he Those was for sure. Mixtapes, That's true. Those re-up game mixtapes, Pharrell would sneak a verse and, and the general consensus was, we don't want this from you. Make a beat or sing. Give us a hook. Don't get on here with Pusha T talking about selling coke. Like, but he fought for that spot. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, because he's dropped so many verses that people like, I mean, something like Move That Dope, which he kills. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, He's kind of earned that. So it, it's not as weird as it was 15 years ago when that Gangsta Grills first dropped. Or not weird, but off-putting, I guess. That might be the word. 